Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody, welcome to Red Men News. It is Monday and there is a load of new stories for us to talk about. It's me, Ben and Ross today on the show. And today's show is brought to you in association with the RedmenTV.com where you can go over there right now and get your first month free. We've got all the exclusive weekly content included in the stats show, the newsroom, um, the Around the League show, the uh, midweek final words. Obviously we've got the Shrewsbury game tomorrow, you'll get that access to that. And then on top of that, just all the other great content that we've done over the last few months, including interviews with the likes of John Henderson, and Jurgen Klopp, Div Okarigi, Virgil van Dijk, Robbie Fowler, the list goes on, doesn't it? Um, so head and huh? huh? The David Maddox stuff. The Dave Maddox, yeah, 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 yeah. Go over yeah. and watch the second part of the Dave Maddox stuff and there's a really uh, there's another interesting newsroom coming up this week as well. So yeah, head over to the redmentv.com um, for th- three, free 30 days. This is the website here. Here we go. Right, let's get into the news. Um, Ross, it, it, we were expecting a bit of a quiet news week, um, but... Melissa Reddy's po- um, published an interesting article on The Independent this morning, um, basically having a bit of a deep dive into, into Liverpool's summer transfer plans. There's loads of things to kind of pick out from here. Um, I'm going to touch on two subjects. So I'm going to talk about the fact that um, basically um, it's looking like, well, she suggests that Liverpool may not go heavy on an obvious goal scorer this summer you know that we've obviously been linked with we've been linked with the likes of Kylian Mbappe, Kai Havertz, um, Timo Werner and and that the sort of suggestion is that you know with with how obvious those choices are and how much money it would take to bring any of those you know names to the club Liverpool at the moment don't see that as a worthy investment basically. No and it, it's a discussion that we all had before if you know if you've got a Havertz, Mbappe, Werner coming in mm. You are taking away games from the front three that are already you know, yeah. impactful at the moment. They're doing a really good job to, to try and convince someone first of all to come and go actually try and break into that team. Yeah. I had the argument of you know you get more out of the front three if they're rotating a bit more. You know we've seen two three games a week is a lot of football to yeah. play, but they've been exceptional. We're on, on of course, uh, a yeah, record breaking season already. And some more trophies. Why but. fix what isn't broken? Yeah. This, is the, this is the key bit from the article here. Take Havertz, who has been priced upwards of 80 million. That is considered to be nearly double his market value by Liverpool. And they like him, but not at that price. They like him, but they don't need him. Certainly not at that price. Sancho and Mbappe are in the same bracket, albeit with a greater valuations. And a huge transfer fee is, a, is accompanied by huge salaries, which is a knock on effect for the rest of the squad. And then it says, look, unless Liverpool lose one of their pedigreed front three, obviously the current front three that we all know and love at the moment, um, there isn't room for any blockbuster attacking purchase. So I don't think she's saying that it's going to be a quiet summer. I think it, she's just suggesting that 
that it might be a different summer to perhaps what we're, what what was being linked with and you know what the media like to have us believe. Yeah, the other side that she mentioned as well is like sort of uh, Harvey Elliott, who I know is still really young at the moment, so yeah. to address the name Curtis Jones, and you look at yeah. the likes of Harry Wilson are out on there mm -hmm. as, as well. Okay, they don't play the positions of the front three, but if they come back and they're they're impressive. Yeah, it's not it's not like a new signing because it's not because they play for Liverpool, but you're adding strength and depth to your side yeah. to a team story going forward. The only thing I, I would say is, you know, if one of the front three doesn't leave, are you missing out on an opportunity to go and get one of those players that's potentially available? Like a team of Bernie's contract's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, and that's and the... It, it shouldn't be a thing, but also, who else is going to go and get him? Yeah, the, the, that's the... That's the that's the decision that the club have to make, obviously, in terms of you know weighing up weighing up that option. You know the the, the suggestion, the the scene set at the beginning of the article, isn't it? That while all like the clubs, all the clubs in the Premier League were scrambling around on deadline day, Liverpool, Jurgen nice. Klopp and, and and Michael Gordon were sat with dinner discussing a cigar, yeah, yeah, discussing the summer instead. And um, she then also talks about um, uh, you know a bit a little bit of exciting news because obviously what 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 Reddy mentions is that Liverpool's transfer business they've kind of gone for perhaps a, a few more outlying targets rather than the obvious choices like we've discussed. But she said the two like duh moves by Edwards was to, by Michael Edwards was to land Virgil van Dijk and Allison. They're looking now and she's basically confirmed that the club are looking to get those two tied down to new long term contracts. Both players looking. To, to do that themselves, they both want to do it. Um, that's great news, isn't it? That's amazing news. Why would you want to go? It says the moment, moments, yeah. but it makes sense for all parties concerned. Not saying it yeah, doesn't yeah. go. You protect their value, you keep them happy, you give them more money. You know, on the back of the decent performances that they've made, Allison's been incredible the past couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and Virgil Van Dijk has been as well. Yeah, just I think it also holds off any warnings because I'm sure there's some. Bullshit report at the weekend that Juve were in for Van Dyke for like 150 million pounds. Like, oh, you, you trying yeah, to buy yeah. his shoe off him or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just not, it's just not worth anything yeah. like that, is he? Okay, let's move on just a little bit more from that article. Liverpool considered signing Rafael Guerrero from Borussia Dortmund last summer, but ultimately decided it wasn't the best use of the money. So, again, we're talking about value for players. Um, Guerrero is a left back for Borussia Dortmund, but this season I believe he's played a bit more of a wing back slash left midfield role. Um, chips in with a few goals, works hard, um, good little player. But it was going to cost seventeen million pounds, and Liverpool basically decided that for that money, you know, the amount of time he was going to get on the pitch, the value they were going to get out of him, it wasn't worth it. And this is what I mean: they're making these decisions all the time. You know, what what are we getting for our money? Yeah. But okay, we're getting a good player, but not not one that's going to be playing on a consistent basis. Yeah, exactly. Not player that you can bring in. So Tigreira, for example, could come in hardly playing football. Yeah, his value depreciates. So then you're not going to make money when you when you're selling back as well. Mm. I, I th I'd love you know a backup left back to be honest with you. But again, like like the Vern stuff, it's so hard to get that quality in. So yeah. you're going to play second fiddle to, to Andy Robbo yeah. for a full season when you've got the likes of Milner that can go up there, which I know isn't ideal. Or the players that can go and put in a shift and like just don't go and waste your money. And I think we've also been spoiled by the fact they've. This will be compared to Man City, who have yeah. spent you know, more on their defence than some countries have. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, yeah. and look what mess has gotten them into because there's no rhythm, no consistency, and the, you know. They're just buying fullbacks for off, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, as it stands, Nathaniel Klein and Adam Lallana are the only players the club expect to depart in the summer. The club are preparing for a relatively quiet summer. I like the relatively bit there. Who knows? They might. I think we're going to need one or two. 
I think I think Lovren might be end up in that bracket as well in terms of leaving. So I think you know that they'll definitely be additions on the defensive side. But let's move on um, to a bit more on Werner. Um, uh, he's hinted at a summer exit amid Premier League interest. Um, RB Leipzig striker Timo Werner has not ruled out leaving RB Leipzig this summer amid links with Liverpool, Manchester United, and Chelsea. Um, let's see if I can find the quote dead quickly. Um, when you score 20, 30 goals in a season, then of course there is interest, that's clear. Um, but right now I'm not thinking about what happens in the future. We are going to into many important games. That's what I want to focus on now. I can still contemplate my future later. There's not much to say about that, is there, Ross? I mean, he's not really saying he's going to leave, has he? No, he's, he's, just, he's just said, they've yeah. Run into that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He wants to concentrate on, on what he's doing. I think he's having, a relative, well, he's having an amazing season, actually, mm. by, by his numbers. Um, you know... But there will be discussions going on at some point and he will be having them but he just wants to concentrate and do as well as he can and yeah. he won't want the distraction. Um, okay, let's move on again. <laughs> Interesting story. Um, Alison baptises Fred's wife in his swimming pool. I didn't think I'd be reading this on a Monday morning. I'm, I'm very, very tired. It also wasn't the video I'd hoped it'd be. No. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, this is this is this is news in some sense. Obviously, he baptised Firmino and his wife um, last month, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, and Firmino has been fantastic since then. So hopefully, it doesn't mean that Fred picks up form for Man United. Maybe she'll um, pick up her form. But maybe, maybe, maybe she'll come in and save Man United's midfield and their attacking. She threat, might unlock Pogba. Um, you never, never know. Um, it does mean that Allison has baptised baptised more people since the turn of the year than he's conceded goals, which I find quite funny. That's a really good um, start. <laughs> let's move on. Again, Jordan Henderson should win Premier League Player of the Year, according to Alan Shearer. No, I don't want to subscribe to your mailing list. Thank you very much. Um, jo- um, yeah, Alan Shearer on Match of the Day. There was a really good segment on, on Liverpool on Saturday night, um, as there always is when Liverpool are playing this well. Um, but yeah, Alan Shearer basically saying that I believe that if the season was to end tomorrow, um, he would be my player of the season. Absolutely no doubt about it. I think he was a magnificent again today the way he drove Liverpool forward the way he kept everything moving his attitude his work rate both attacking and defensively starting moves off can he pass it forward yes he can um, it gets re- he gets re- he gets the reward of his goal because of his hard work I thought it was magnificent and he has been all season and you know what that just echoes pretty much everything that every Liverpool fan has not only been saying about Jordan Henderson this season but but for a good yeah. for a good while um, so, so so good for I th- him I, th- I think it helps that he's adding goals to his gains to get that recognition because that's what some people kind of base yeah. performances on but he's right that I think it's the, the third goal. Like he's pressing the defender, the last defender. Then he goes and presses the goalkeeper, yeah. forces the goalkeeper into the decision, gives the ball away, and you know, rest and he scores as well. So, me com- and Matt, confidence me for me him. Me and Matt spoke about this on the instant match re- um, on the instant match reaction on Saturday. Which you know, if you head over to the RedmenTV.com, you can go and see. Um, but we we discussed how the problem with Jordan Henderson has been. For like for him, not necessarily a problem for the team, but for him has been that he doesn't do enough to get on match of the day. You know, but what his highlights in a game yeah. don't don't show up in highlight reels. But what he's starting to do is make himself part of that conversation a lot more often, which is great for him. Um, final story: Peter Moore's message to the LFC women fans following postponement. As some of you may be aware, if you follow the women's football a little bit, um, the the Liverpool women's team play at Tranmere's ground, Prenton Park, and the pitch recently has just been absolutely dreadful, and there's been quite a few games postponed. If you want more information on that, you should go over to the Redmen TV Women's Podcast channel. Lauren and Amy have done a couple of like really good videos, kind of explaining the problem, giving their thoughts on it, I think I think discussing about how it can be fixed as well. Um, but at the moment, you know, the, the, the way that the way that the team, it's not necessarily, obviously it's definitely not Liverpool women's fault, but I think there needs to be a lot more action taken by Tranmere by the sounds of it. Peter Moore's released a statement um, 
do you want to do you want to weigh well, in? I was going to say and Liverpool. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I think they should do a lot more to kind of support that. I think you know, you look at the academy; they've got all their pictures there. And I was, I was with someone yesterday who works the BBC. I was like, why can't this completely gallery? There's not a pitch there for them. No. They're moving to Kirby. Yeah, so yeah. It's for under 23s and 30s. They do even have to move around. Yeah, a bit, don't they? like okay, fine, fair enough. But like you know, the, the fact that they're playing in uh, uh, someone else's stadiums an issue in itself. Mm. But then again, there's the argument of you know. Tramir have to play on there, but it's not good enough for Tramir either. No, so no, just the no, yeah. Um, Peter Moore said, we know how frustrating this is for supporters as well as the players of staff of both clubs who are putting a hard week of preparation for the game. I speak regularly with Mark Palios at Tranmere, and he had a solid pitch on Saturday, but overnight, overnight rain saw it deteriorate despite the best efforts of all the hard-working ground staff at Tranmere. While these problems are not unique to us, with other women's Super League games both called, called off on both Sunday and earlier this season, we need to find a solution for our LFC women with the surface they deserve. So when that, to, to that end, we will continue to explore all the options open to us. Um, I mean, I think I think I think it's reached the point where he had to say something. Yep. Um, and obviously, it's not it's not an empty statement, but it's a fairly solid statement, isn't it? You know, it's not there's nothing groundbreaking in there, but obviously, it means that the you know the, it does have the club's attention, and they're going to look into it. You're right; they don't have a choice. No, yeah, to not yeah, say anything, yeah. completely ignore it. I yeah, think, yeah. It, and if you look at the, the amount of money it's been invested in, I know there's the argument of like you know the women need to kind of make their own money to, to spend into it. You know, but Liverpool are at the pinnacle of having all this money. And, yeah. I don't think it'd be too much out of a budget to, to go give them and go, a knowledge yeah. But also, that, you know, yeah. that, that's not going to affect that Tramir pitch of having two teams play on there. Yeah, week, oh, definitely, week, week, definitely. Week out, and they wouldn't let them do it at Anfield yeah. for the same reason because it would it would mess it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think obviously, as I say, go over to the Redmen TV women's podcast channel for a little bit more information on that because they know far more about it than I do. But you know, as I say, I think it's probably probably a good thing that the club have have said something just just so they can basically say that we've taken notice and we're going to do something about it. Okay, so that's everything. Um, Tom, do we have some comments, please? Um, yeah, we do. I'm going to kick it off with some stuff on the transfer window. Um, Paul Odulate says, we basically bought no one and destroyed the league. Why buy anyone else? The youth are ready to step in more often. We would lose the truth, the truth, the trust of our youth setup, and then Helia Matthias says, "Why do we discuss these names when everyone says that Liverpool don't buy the finished product? They have earlier said that a player like Mbappe only would be bought when he was at Monaco." Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I mean, I think, but for me, I, I think we do need one or two. I think you know the, the you know the likes of Lalana and Klein, and I think Lovren's going to go in the summer personally. So we, we do need backups for them. But when you've got the likes of the you, you know people are right, we've got the likes of. Um, the youth coming through, like the Nat Phillips, who's who's away on loan. He's a fantastic young player. Um, you know that might be the answer, but you know if there's money there to be spent and they <coughs> the, the club feel that they've got the right targets identified, then the, I've got no issue with them either way. You know, they proved themselves quite a yeah, few times, yeah. haven't they? So I, do you have no qualms about it, really? I think I think the key thing in the summer was that Liverpool. The, the reason we didn't go in for anybody in the summer was that Jürgen, it just allowed Jurgen Klopp to keep the rhythm of the side. There was no, that, you know, when you think about um, 1819, sorry, 17, 1819, and the way it took time for Fabinho to bed into the side, you know, partic- Fabinho in particular, there was none of that this season. When you arrived to pre season, there was no new players. It was just everybody knew exactly what they were doing, they knew the system. And I think that's what's allowed us to keep this consistency up since you know, last March or whenever. Knowledge versus understanding, which is something that Paul and David Maddock discussed. Yes, on yes. Thing, and if you head over to theredmentv.com, you can see that podcast. Tom, got any more? Yeah, um, just one last topic. Um, This is about Henderson. Stronger Civilian says, if he continues like that, he will definitely be a contender. Then CCNDAJ says, the best player in the league the last three months for sure. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Helia Matthias says, 
Hendo is good, very good, but he is not Liverpool's most important player this season. Not to take away from Henderson this season, he's been exceptional, but read the stats. So. Yeah, I mean, if you provide me with the stats, I will read them. I mean, I've got no stats in front of me to read. I think he's just no, but 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 also, <laughs> I think it goes back to what kind of Ben said before. I think you're probably right. I think we're spoiled this season. You, you oh, make yeah, cases yeah. for Alison Van Dijk, you know, the, the front three. But I think some of the stuff that Hendo does, like there's no, there's not really stats for pressing, is there? No. Or no. force forcing errors, or you know, winning, oh, the fact that there is one for forcing errors. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of winning the ball back and stuff like that. You know the way the style of play that he does, and I think he adds to that. You know the way that he cheats people on the pitch, which he should do as the captain. You know you can't really quantify that, can you? So it's all right saying you know goals and stats. That's not essentially his 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 job, is it? Really? No, no. Um, especially when he's playing a six, which he has done for quite a lot of the season. It's yeah. not his job. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much, everybody, for watching. Um, as I said at the top of the show, head over to theredmentv.com for your 30 day free trial. Get all those interviews, get the David Maddock newsroom, get the other newsroom coming this week. Um, and, and yeah, go over and check all that out. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow with more news. Thanks very much for watching. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.